You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 85. How much do you know about your cervix? In a recent episode, I was joined by my beautiful friend, Rosie Rees, and we talked about cervical orgasms. Do you remember that episode? If you haven't checked it out, go and listen to it. It's super, super juicy. But after we had that conversation, I was like, we need to have another conversation about the cervix. I need to speak to someone who knows about the cervix in depth. And so that's why I reached out to Danelle Barbara, who's our guest today in this episode. We're talking all about the cervix, cervical wellness, and pap smears. Danelle's known as the cervix witch over on Instagram. She's all about the cervix and cervical wellness. Danelle is an MA. She's a guide, speaker, and teacher specializing in women's wellness and earth-based health. She believes in the body's natural ability to heal. And so she guides women to connect with their body and find empowerment on the self-healing path. But she does this all around the cervix. She's known as the cervix witch on Instagram because of her dedication to cervical wellness. She founded cervical wellness back in 2016, an online educational platform guiding women to self-healing their cervix, as well as reconnecting to their female sacred anatomy in new and empowering ways. Danelle offers a huge range of online courses and and events and in-person workshops, retreats, you name it. So naturally, I had to get Danelle on for this episode to open up the conversation about the cervix, what you didn't know about your cervix that you really, 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 really need to know. (laughs) So in this episode, we talk about what and where the cervix is, HPV and Danelle's self-healed journey with HPV your cervix at every stage of a menstrual cycle. Now, this is important, getting to know what your cervix does in the different four phases. We talk about pap smears and do you really need a pap smear? Also, next time you go to get a pap smear, if that's what you choose to do, what you need to know before you go. We talk about the best time in your cycle to get a pap smear, how the cervix is connected with all different areas of your body and the three ways you can start to get to know your own cervix today. Before we jump into it, I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by the Well Women Academy. Well Women Academy is a weekly membership where together we study menstrual cycles, holistic health, and how to reconnect with your body. Every month, our Well Women access members-only, self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, video, audio, and guided home study. Led by myself and other pioneering guest teachers, together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and lots more. This is your chance to join an international supportive community of women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's like no other in the world. Not to mention, it's cheaper than your daily coffee fix. Learn more and join us at wellsome.com forward slash academy. That's W E L. S-O-M-E dot com forward slash academy. Danelle, welcome to the show. Hi, Gemma. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for joining us all the way from Northern California. Um, I feel really blessed to be able to connect with different people from around the world, particularly with the times that we're living in this year. So thank you for making the time to join us. Yeah. I mean, likewise, it's fun to... uh 
be talking to someone from Australia right now. For down under. <laughs> yes, yes, the web of connection. I love it. Oh, and I think it's funny talking about down under. That's what we're going to be talking about today, the areas that are down under in your body as a woman. Um, love it. But before we get into it and I get you to share with our listeners, you know, who you are and what it is that you do, tell us what day of your cycle are you on today and what are you checking in with in this moment? Mm. I'm actually on day 32 of my cycle. So I have tend to have longer menstrual cycles. So I'm anticipating to bleed maybe in the next like day or two. And what am I checking in with? I'm checking in with um, kind of like some electricity in my body. We have thunderstorms happening here in Northern California, which is like really unusual, like lightning bolts in the sky. That doesn't happen where I live. And that's happening all day today. So I'm coming with some electrical energy i guess your bleed is on its way maybe in alignment with the with the new moon that's nearly here that's what i am feeling Mm, yeah mm, wonderful now danelle i know that why we're here we're here to talk about the cervix but i know that you're like a cervical wellness educator coach spokesperson pro cervix health how does one get into that and Mm. how did this come about like i'm sure there's a story and a journey for you so share with us all who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah. So hi, everybody. My name is Danelle Barbara, and I am a body sovereignty guide. I'm a health educator. I call myself a cervix witch. And um, if you would have asked me or told me maybe like five or six years ago that this is what I would be doing full time, I probably wouldn't have believed you. I was on a completely different trajectory, still in the health and wellness field, Um, But it's really my own personal journey with healing my cervix of seven years of HPV and cervical dysplasia that um, was the catalyst for me to become, yeah, like a voice for the cervix. Like you just said, like the spokesperson (laughs) for this place in our body. You know, I, in those seven years of experiencing medical bullying and going through, you know, a very difficult process of feeling shame and um, just embarrassment that I had this like gynecological issue. I came out the other other side um, with so much knowledge and so much wisdom about the the deeply powerful uh, thing in our body that is the cervix. You know, I, I spent many years beyond just the seven years of having that diagnosis, really studying the way how the body works, how healing works, how um, the energetics of different body parts uh, play a role in our life and our behavior and sense of wellness and health. And so, you know, once I realized that there's this huge gap in knowledge and information surrounding specifically the cervix and cervical health for female body people, I just, I felt like I had, I, I had no other choice. I was like, I have all this knowledge and wisdom now. I must share it. And I started publicly um, teaching what I call cervical wellness in 2016. And since then, it's just been this incredible growth process of talking and teaching to probably now thousands of women about their cervical wellness so that they can either heal abnormal pap smears on their own or, um, you know, heal any sort of sense of trauma or shame or uh, 
feelings of lack within their pelvis, ancestral healing. I mean, it goes, it goes really deep. So yeah, I got to this work by um, feeling very passionate about female bodied people being in their power, being in their body and um, really taking ownership of this very sacred vessel that we're in. Mm, I love hearing people's journeys because mm. I know in the moment of having an experience, sometimes it's like, why is this happening to me? You know, why me? You know, I've spent five years trying to heal this and I'm still here, but there's so many beautiful lessons in, in journeys. And if everyone's journey was the same, the world would look pretty boring. Yeah, pretty yes. boring. So right. Um, but I'm sure there's some women listening to this, Danelle, who were like, what is HPV? But let's start by like opening up cervical wellness conversations today with what is HPV? Uh, HPV is a sexually transmitted infection. It's a virus, the human papilloma virus, and it is uh, said to be the leading cause of cervical cancer. So when we go and get our, you know, well woman exams or a pap smear, that what they're checking for is HPV you know, you'll have an STI test and they're checking for cervical dysplasia, which is abnormal cells on the cervix. And it is said that the virus is like the instigator of these abnormal cells. And those abnormal cells are considered a precancerous condition. So that kind of like elaborates from HPV, but it's just how it relates to the cervix. Mm, and how it connects to pap smears too, because right. I know for me, I don't quite enjoy getting a pap smear. <laughs> I don't know of any, any women who do. I've definitely noticed since going to a female general practitioner as opposed to a male practitioner who was the first person that I received pap smears for, from and as, a, as a young, I, I guess you could say teen. I was going to say tween, but that's a bit young, teen. And, um, yeah, I, I saw him for a few years and I was like, nope, I need to see a female doctor. This feels much more comfortable for me. Um, but when it comes to pap smears, before we dive into pap smears and talking about them, let's just talk about the cervix because I know that in previous podcast episodes and working with clients, including inside the Well Women Academy, a lot of women, when we talk about natural fertility methods and the three main ways that you can track, you know, ovulation and I guess your overall fertility is tracking your cycle, basal body temperature, cervical fluid, and then also the height of your cervix a lot of women are like so, so, sorry what what's the cervix <laughs> where do i find that <laughs> mm -hmm. so what is the cervix and where do women find this yeah oh yeah i love this so the cervix is actually a part of the uterus and it's considered the neck of the uterus and the part of the cervix that we're talking about here that I talk about in my work most of all and what you are talking about when checking cervical fluid and position is the face of the cervix. So the face of the cervix sits at the very end of the vaginal canal and um, the, the, what you, so when you have a speculum inside of you, um, what they are peering at down at the long end of the vaginal canal is the face of the cervix, but the cervix goes up about two to three inches. It's about two to three inches thick into the uterus. So the cervix itself is, is pretty hefty, but what, what I am working with in cervical wellness and what I invite uh, my clients to connect to and to heal is the face of the cervix. So 
what I love is that one, the cervix has a face and the center of the, in the center of the cervix is a cervical canal. And the cervical canal is the portal between the vaginal canal and the in, inside of the uterus in the womb. Um, but on the outside of the canal, the cervical oz is what it's called. It is also called a mouth. So the cervix has a face, the cervix has a mouth. So what? I like to tell my clients that it's like another one of you, just like down below. Down under. <laughs> yeah, Inside. down under. You have a face. Exactly. So, you know, the cervix is like a beautiful little mound and it's very, it's very small. Like if you put your pointer finger and thumb together, um, not like a full Om Mudra, but just like a little less, like that's about how wide the cervix is in circumference. It's not like this huge body part, but it plays a big role in the female physiology, a big role in female energetics. And um, like, I like to liken it as like the queen of the pelvis. So I'll let you ask more questions, but I can, you know, always continue to talk about the cervix. No, I lo I'm loving this. The queen of the pelvis. It's, I like to think of the, the, the cervix as a gateway. Yeah. Because it's like a connector point between these two really beautiful parts of your body. And I know for me, like, it wasn't until like in my late 20s that I even knew what a freaking cervix was or right. that it even existed. Right. And there's so much about the female body that most female bodies don't know. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a female body, there's, there's parts about your body or things that happen with your body that you don't yet know. And imagine if the body came with a manual that was just like, dear so-and-so, this is how your body works. This yeah. is everything you need to know about your period. This is everything you need to know about orgasm. This is everything you need yeah. to know about ovulation um, right. or about your cervix. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. That's why we have people like yourself. <laughs> to help teach us about all, all of these beautiful things. And um, I know Rosie Reeves, my friend, um, who like openly talks about the yoni, she always describes the end of your, like your cervix. And I guess it's the part that you feel is like the tip of your nose. Is that the, is that the, um, like the mouth of the cervix? Yeah. Just like the, the, the flesh feels, um, uh, well, I don't know what does this feel like, like um, more firm than say the Just vaginal. Just pressing nose for everyone who's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you have your fingers up there, the way to differentiate between if you're touching your vaginal walls or your cervix is the vaginal walls feel like the inside of your cheeks. It's mm, actually the same. It's actually the same type of cells um, and your cervix, the, the flesh feels like the tip of your nose because sometimes you're fishing up around in there. And if you haven't attuned to sensitivity in your cervix yet, um, you know, you might, it might be numb or you might not sense yourself touching it, but you can know by, yeah, the firmness of the flesh. So if you're touching something that doesn't feel like the inside of your cheeks, uh, you are touching your cervix. And you, and then if you're touching that and you like tune in, you're like, oh yeah, I can, I can feel that sensation in like the deep recess of my pelvis. Okay, um, that's your cervix. And then you can start to feel around a little bit, and you can maybe feel the cervical oz. It's just like this beautiful. It's like a, like kind of like a little volcano, <laughs> a little volcano. Um, it is. Yeah. It is. It's beautiful. And I, I also like to, I think for women, because we've used either tampons or menstrual cups at some stage, 
you know, even if you're mainly a pad where I'm sure you once in your life, you've used a tampon right. a tampon kind of, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a tampon kind of sits inside your vag- um, like vaginal canal and the cervix kind of meets the tip or the top of the tampon. Right. And so if you were using a menstrual cup is your cervix kind of sits like inside the cup. So if you imagine you had a mug, you know, the cervix is kind of like just sitting inside like the, the edge of the mug. And so that's how the menstrual cup ca- captures your menstrual blood because that comes out of your cervix. Right. So let's talk about pap smears. Okay. Because you mentioned before earlier about HPV. And I know as women, we have to, I don't want to say have to in inverted brackets, but get a pap smear and it's a healthy thing to do. It's recommended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is recommended. Let's talk about pap smears. Um, what's your experience with pap smears? What do you recommend for women who are getting, um, are going to get a pap smear? Because I know on your Instagram, you've got so much great information mm-hmm. about this topic. Thank you. Yeah, I feel really passionate about this one in particular because pap smears for so many women are so disempowering, can even borderline traumatic can feel very invasive or, I mean, I've had clients who felt like sexually abused in some circumstances um, because, you know, having someone that you are not intimate with uh, penetrate you, open you up and peer into like the, the, the deepest well of your body is extremely vulnerable. So I really, um, I am one person that doesn't say, you should or you shouldn't get a pap smear. Some people are very like, I'm never going to do that again. And I'm like, okay, well, that's your choice. It is, in my opinion, my personal opinion, something to continue to check up on because we actually don't have any, we have feeling and sensation in the cervix, but we can't feel if something is wrong. Like you can't really sense unless it's too late that something is amiss in like the inner regions of your pelvis. You can't see it. it tends to be like out of sight, out of mind. So pap smears, as um, invasive as they can be and seem and feel, they they are important to do. However, you can have a midwife or um, you know another like alternative practitioner do it, not just like a nurse practitioner or general practitioner. And you can also do a cervical self-exam. So I want to talk about pap smears and like what they're checking on in a moment. But I I first want to say that uh, and empower uh, the listeners to examine their cervix themselves at some point. You know, you can go online and look up images of what unhealthy cervixes look like. Like you can actually see the dysplasia, you can see polyps, you can see cysts. And then to get a speculum yourself with a mirror and a flashlight and check out your own cervix. Like you don't have to wait for somebody to look at it some, you know, have some quote professional do it. You can be your own professional. But then going (laughs) going back to your own body professional. Exactly. And you can always go and have someone out. Like if you see something wrong or you're like, I don't know, like you can always go and have it checked. So what a pap smear is looking for or checking is the face of the cervix. There are, there's this incredible um, magic of the cervix that the face of the cervix has what's called a transformation zone. And the, the fancy name for this transformation zone is the squamo-columnar junction. <laughs> so why we have pap smears is because 
in this transformation zone, the cells from the inside of the cervical canal, they're actually traveling and they travel out from the canal and they kind of fan out on the face. It's like a toroidal spin. If you can just envision all the cells traveling from the inside of the canal out, out to the opening and then they fan out on the face. So when they start in the cervical canal, they are, um, the shape of the cell is called a squamous cell, which is very short. That's, I mean, sorry, it's called a columnar cell, excuse me. Long skinny cells inside of the canal. Once it gets to the face of the cervix, it changes its shape and it transforms into squamous cells, which are short, fat cells. So there is this like literal transformation metamorphosis happening on the face of the cervix. And these cells are highly susceptible to damage. They are susceptible to infection. They are susceptible to abnormalities when they are transforming. So right around the outside of the cervical oz is where this transformation happens. And if you think of when a caterpillar metamorphosizes into a butterfly, like in that in-between state, it's highly, it's like delicate. And um, when those cells are not transforming in a right way, they become abnormal. And if that abnormality is not recognized and not addressed, that can then progress to cervical cancer. So the whole point of the pap smear is to check the state of this transformation um, because even just like a few abnormal cells is indicating to the practitioner like, oh, there's something amiss here. Like this transformation isn't occurring. Usually it's because, isn't occurring properly. Usually it's because there's an HPV infection. But what I have found in my work is actually that's an indication of a whole host of other um, you know, mental, spiritual, physical uh, indications that need to be looked at. And hence, we have cervical wellness. Mm. So thank it you is, for letting me take the time to explain that. No, thank you. I think this is the explanation that we deserve to have, but we actually don't often get. Yeah. And knowledge is to know. And the only way you know is to learn. <laughs> and still learn from someone who's either had the experience or has studied the knowledge. That's how one gains to know. So it's important information that I think all female body people really need to know, especially if you're going and getting a pap smear and is that the right thing to do? What do I need to know about my next pap smear? So when it comes to, Oh, there's a couple of questions I want to ask. But when it, when it comes to, you were just mentioning that knowing the, the, what your face looks like, <laughs> what the face of your cervix looks like, and I guess where you're at with your health. Firstly, I would just suggest to all the listeners that it's like getting your bloods tested regularly just to find out where your, where your nutrient levels are, where your hormone level, levels are. It's just healthy to go and get a checkup, not get a checkup when you feel sick. Because often when you feel sick, that's a little bit too late. Um, so having a regular checkup is a sign that you are proactive about being a healthy person, healthy human in a healthy human vessel all the time. So getting a pap smear, even if you're like, oh, does it really do anything? It's just as good as it's better than not getting it done. That's what I personally feel. Um, but it's important to be aware of the process. That's what you've just explained so beautifully. But then you kind of dropped a little bomb about the fact that knowing that kind of links to, 
okay, so this, if this is the health of your cervix currently, okay, well, this links to this lineage and this links to like, okay, this is what's going on in your mental state, your emotional state, your ancestral state. <laughs> All right. It's kind of like you've just unlocked a little bit of Pandora's cervical box. Mm. So how does the cervix link with other areas of your body? Um, I'll give an example for, for the listeners is that your heart space, your heart space or breast massage connects you with your yoni and helps open your yoni. So there's one connection. Um, your mind is, you know, one brain, whereas your gut is another brain. And so we have the mind gut connection. So how, what does the cervix connect with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the cervix is actually deeply interconnected to most of the major organs in the body via, via the vagus nerve. So, um, I'm not sure if your listeners know about the vagus nerve, but it's one of the 12 cranial nerves that come out the base of the brain. Um, and it innervates your trachea, your lungs, your heart, your liver, your kidneys, some of your intestines, your pancreas, and it comes down the top of the uterus and terminates in the cervix. So one of the, <clears throat> one thing that cervix that I know calls us into is looking at like our whole lifestyle, our whole health and wellness, because the, the cervix being the termination point of this very powerful nerve connection in our body that from, I'll just speak from my personal experience that having an abnormal pap smear and then doing like deep internal mm, assessment that it led me to look at my liver health. It led me look at my heart energetics. It led me to look at how I was using my voice. It led me to look at how was I nourishing and feeding my body and how was my digestion. So cervix really is a doorway to um, the entire health of your whole torso, really. But in a more... mm, like psycho-spiritual or energetic sense, the cervix, what I have found in my work and with with my clients is it's deeply connected to our voice, deeply, deeply connected to us speaking up for ourselves in any and all situations, particularly in sex. Um, One of the major themes in um, almost all my clients that have had an HPV diagnosis or cervical dysplasia is uh, saying or not even saying yes, but just allowing penetration before they're physically ready to and kind of Mm. squashing, squashing the no or squashing this, um, the body wanting to communicate, hold on, I'm not ready. And so the cervix kind of like receives that ricochet of the cervix communicating not ready us shutting that down and um so that's that is a major theme in my work is like okay well let's look at all the times your voice was shut down or it wasn't listened to was another one you know you can say no you can use your voice but boundaries I, can be crossed are you being heard yeah <clears throat> so um that's that's one of the deepest ones. And of course the heart sits in between there. And um, just as you mentioned that the, the yoni and the heart are connected, the yoni and the, I mean, the, the heart and the cervix are also connected. Um, in fact, in, I, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I've seen reflexology diagrams um, 
and the heart point in the pelvis is actually on the face of the cervix, like in reflexology. Wow. So I always thought that was fascinating, you know, to, to really, um, to feel fully soft and open in the cervix is to also feel fully soft and open in the heart. And through that, we tend to have strength and inner power and courage to use our voice in whatever way we need. So, um, yeah, the cervix is this beautiful bridge to all these different pathways of healing. And that's what people who start to work with me realize is like, oh, this is not just about the abnormal pap smears. This is about a whole, the whole way I'm living my life and, and relating to my body and relating to the world around me. And cervix is calling me into really like a higher version of myself. I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by my brand new five-day Love Your Cycle mini course, a simplified self-paced course to teach you the foundations and fundamentals of your menstrual cycle in under a week. Receive daily educational class videos and audios along with action steps, a cycle tracking guide, cycle prompts, and my Love Your Cycle 50-page ebook. This is your chance to discover everything you wish they had have taught you at school about your cycle, how to eat, how to move, honoring your emotions and identifying PMS and cycle signs before they arise. It's now your turn to join over 300 women from around the world who have already taken this course to reclaim and reconnect with their bodies. And you can do this too in under a week for less than a fancy vegan burger. To learn more, visit wellsome.com forward slash shop. And to thank you for being an amazing listener of this podcast, I want to offer you a 20% off voucher code. Use the code CYCLELOVE at checkout to save. Danelle, that is so beautiful. It just goes to show that we are interconnected with everything. And often like with women who come to learn more about their menstrual cycle and then work with me as a client or even inside the Well Women Academy, they think they're coming to learn about their menstruation or about their ovulation, but what they're really getting to understand is like the whole picture. So if your menstrual cycle is off, then we need to look at the other aspects of your endocrine system. And so that is the health of your cervix, the health of your ovaries, but it's also your liver, your gut, your overall metabolism, your mindset, your emotional state. And so we are really interconnected. And I think it just goes to show that a lot of women would say, oh, I've got this challenge with my menstrual cycle and my period is late. Okay, I just need to deal with the, like, the fact that my period's late. And that would be similar, I'm hypothetically going to put out there that someone says, oh, I've got HPV. Okay, let's just deal with the HPV. Yeah. When it's not the only, like that's kind of like the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. Precisely. So thank you so much for sharing and opening that up because it just goes to show that we're so interconnected and that the cervix is very intelligent. Yes, very intelligent. I mean, really, I, I I say the whole entire female pelvis, you know, like it as like just a container, the pelvic bowl and what is in there is all is really informing us about our life, just as you mentioned about, you know, what can be playing into the menstrual cycle. Um, yeah, it's like it's the doorway to a whole different way of relating to our health and our wellness and bodies. And mm, yeah. it's beautiful. Um, I'm interested to know for the listeners, what is the role of the cervix in the menstrual cycle? Because mm -hmm. the cervix changes its position and knowing that it's part of the, you know, a recommended way of tracking your cycle, 
you know, if you are planning on like um, either to avoid having children or planning fertility and conception is that knowing your cervix height is important. So what is the role or maybe the connection of the cervix in the menstrual cycle? Maybe just the four phases of the cycle. Yeah. So let's see when uh, we are bleeding, the cervix is sitting at its lowest point in the vaginal canal and the, you know, the cervical canal opens and allows for the endometrium, you know, the menstrual blood to flow out of with the uterus contracting to, you know, push it out. Um, and once bleeding completes, the cervix then kind of, the cervix is like a, a shape shifter. She's, she's always like changing her role, changing, <laughs> changing she's what flexible. she's doing. <laughs> yeah, it's very flexible. So I, um, since we're talking about this, I'm going to put a little plug, say I see the cervix as a portal of life, death, and rebirth within the female cycle. So when mm, we're bleeding, yes. the cervix is a portal for death. You know, it's like the death of what could have been, you know, the potential, Shredding. but that didn't happen. Um, so after bleeding, um, the cervix then starts to transform, starts to turn into the role of preparing to be a portal for life. So in the follicular phase, the cervix, um, is a little drier and the uterus slowly but surely begins to pull up or the ligaments holding up the uterus begin to pull up the uterus to draw up the cervix in the vaginal canal to create space in the vaginal canal for penetration once ovulation occurs. So I don't know the exact time length, like I, I don't know like the nitty gritty details, but in between when we finish bleeding and by the time ovulation occurs the cervix will have traveled up the vaginal canal several inches being pulled up by the ligaments and that is so once the cervix is at this like prime position like way up in the vaginal canal for you know uh, it's waiting for a, a penis to <laughs> to ejaculate inside of it. The cervix is open. The cervical oz is dilated. The face of the cervix is soft and just like ready to receive um, that which it wants to receive, which is the sperm. So the reason for the the space in the the vaginal canal, I think, is so that the cervix remains safe during penetration. Um, you know, and is in that prime position to receive the sperm. And so after ovulation occurs, if there is no um, conception, uh, the cervix then like stops producing cervical fluid. I forgot to mention cervical fluid, which is starting around, you know, the follicular into ov ovulation phase. It dries up, the face kind of hardens. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, and she begins to descend down in the vaginal canal until it starts bleeding. And then it just yeah. goes, through, goes through the cycle, up and down, open and closed, firm and soft. I'm just sitting here with like this, not, I guess you could say somewhat cheeky, like grin on my face because excuse my language, but how fucking cool is the body? Yeah, the body does that. Like, look, you're just going on about your day. You're making breakfast. You're going to work. You're running your family. You're making dinner. You're cleaning. You know, you're dating. Whatever it is you're studying, whatever it is you're doing. Meanwhile, 
good old cervix down there is just, you know, doing her thing. It's so important. Like the wonder of the body, if we only all knew how amazing the body is. And it just goes to show that as women, like one of the things that came to, to mind for me, Danelle, is that as women, for us, how we feel inside our vagina, in our yoni, is different at every stage of your cycle. And so I want you to, like, I'm just going to talk about sex for a moment. If you think of a sexual experience from a man, from a male's perspective, inside of, like, like, or just from him, he has a penis. That's it. That's all it does. Like, or it's just, that's, that's <laughs> it. Whereas for women... You know, our sexual experience, and if you haven't yet listened to the episodes with Rosie Rees around G-spot and squirting orgasms and cervical orgasms, I would suggest go and listen to those. But it just goes to show that we have a porthole for like so many diverse experiences that only as a female body can have. Men can't get that. Like for them, if, you know, I was having sex with one male and we had sex at different stages of my menstrual cycle, it would feel different for him too, because I'm different inside. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. I just would love for all the women listening to this, just to take a moment to honor your cervix. Mm. Like, oh, and we haven't even talked about birthing through the cervix, but that's- Oh yeah, I haven't even mentioned that. I mean, that's like- your major portal oh isn't it your cervix is just amazing and that's why i wanted you to come onto the show danelle and to share all of this beautiful wisdom about the cervix because as a foundation women don't yet know this knowledge yet it's so vitally important and so i love that you've joined us you know to to open this conversation up even if it's just a little bit so we're gonna have to have you back but i do have another question around the cycle and the cervix it's a question I get asked all the time. Gemma, when's the best time to go and get my bloods tested during my menstrual mm. cycle? But when's the best time to get a pap smear during your menstrual cycle, knowing that it's hard, like it cha- the cervix actually changes, mm-hmm. um, you know, from soft to hard, from, you know, lower to higher. When do you recommend is the best time of a woman's cycle to get a pap smear? Yeah, I, I would invite people to get a pap smear either in their follicular or luteal phase. I mean, if you're ovulating, that's fine too. There would just be a lot more juiciness down there that they'd have to like wipe off and contend with, but that doesn't, you know, that's okay. I also, I find when I'm ovulating, my cervix tends to be more sensitive. So that's maybe just a personal preference. Um, and like in my luteal phase, and in, in uh, my favorite is to go in my luteal phase. So like when, like in the couple after ovulation and the couple weeks before menstruation, because I feel like, you know, my cervix is like, okay, we're not, we're, we're done with that, you know, ovulation open. I'm just going to kind of take a back seat and re- get ready to bleed. I feel like I'm less open and, and vulnerable and sensitive during that time. I mean, I guess in my cervix, Yeah. So I'm getting like kerfuffled and thinking like, well, I don't know what is better, follicular or luteal. I think it's a personal preference. I know that um, they don't want you to go have them when you're bleeding because actually when you're menstruating, you can get false positives. So, um, you know, yeah, whatever whatever your cervix says, for me, it, it tends to be more luteal phase. And I think a good way to look at, to look at that potentially and a woman can maybe explore is that touch your own cervix throughout your menstrual cycle. Yeah. 
and see when does it feel hard? When does it feel soft? If it's feeling soft, then that's more vulnerable. If it's feeling hard, it's more like, I don't know, strengthened. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of like mm, fortified. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dominant. Um, <laughs> but just see how it feels for you. And then, you know, we don't go and get a pat smear every month or every six months. So right. knowing that, you know, you've got some time. So explore that. So it's, I just know I get asked that question all the time. So mm. I, thank you for answering it. Personal yeah. preference. Um, yes. It's also, you know, personal preference with, I guess, where you are in your menstrual cycle as to whether you might have a cervical orgasm or not, because your cervix is consistently moving. So, you know, if you have listened to Rosie's episode and you're like, I really want to have a cervix orgasm and you're working on that, but your cervix is in the wrong position, then that's just not probably going to happen for you. So it's personal. Always be connected with your own journey. No one else's journey. Exactly. Now, a final question um, around the cervix for you, Danelle, is that if a woman is looking to better understand her own cervix, mm-hmm. so she's listened to this and now her curiosity is like spiking through the roof and the audience is like, oh, what could I do to learn more about my cervix? What are three simple things that um, a woman can do to learn more about her own cervix? Mm-hmm. Yeah, first one that came to my mind is definitely doing a cervical self-exam. So seeing your cervix yourself will change your life. <laughs> it had, it did for me. Um, it has for almost every one of my clients. I actually cried the first time I saw my own cervix. It's just like a reflection in a mirror, but um, it's powerful. And you know, you can even do this at your next pap smear if you have a gynecological exam. You can ask for a mirror, um, but ideally. You buy a speculum, they're very inexpensive online. You have a hand mirror, you have a flashlight, and um, a flashlight so you can see inside there. And look at your cervix yourself, and it, it just brings a sense of connection that nothing, nothing else can. The second thing would be to start exploring your cervix with your own hands. And so this is not Uh, before going for cervical orgasm with your hands, um, even though I've only really only had a self or cervical orgasm with like a yoni wand, but I recommend and invite people to just start touching your cervix and the area in your vaginal canal around your cervix with your own fingers, just for the purpose of exploration and getting to know yourself and maybe doing some mapping of where you feel pleasure, where you feel numbness, where you feel pain. You can even like draw a cervix on a piece of paper, which is like a little circle with another little circle in the center and like map out what you experience on your cervix. And then the third thing that um, I invite women to do to just get to know their cervix more and more deeply and intimately is to on the daily drop your awareness down there so the the visual Mm -hmm. that i consistently give is like quickly like bring awareness to the center of your brain and then like a stone falling through water like down through the central channel of your body until you get to the uterus and then you go down even deeper from the uterus just like a couple of inches, like that's where your cervix is. And so just to, as often as you can, hold your awareness there and just like notice if there's tension, notice if there's gripping, notice um, if there's pleasure or pain or, you know, whatever. But I do this when I'm sitting at a traffic light. 
you know, if it's like, oh my gosh, there's traffic. Okay, well, I'm just going to like hang out in my cervix for a moment. And the cervix will, will give you information, will give you messages. And like, for me, it's been this amazing ally for my intuition. And like my cervix tells me like, do this or do that, or you need to call this person. <laughs> uh, it's really, it's a really beautiful relationship that you can develop with the intelligence of your pelvis through just holding your awareness in your cervix. So yeah, those beautiful. are the, the three main things. They're such beautiful and easy things to do. And I love that you mentioned about dropping into your cervix at the traffic lights, because it just goes to show you can do that anywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah, it doesn't have open. to be, it doesn't have to be a meditative practice where the room's, you know, softly lit and you're on a meditation cushion and there's beautiful music playing. You can literally do it anywhere. Right. Um, so I love that you suggested that, Danelle. This has been amazing. Um, for all of our listeners who are like, all right, I'm really, really intrigued right now. How do I learn more? Um, how can they find you um, and learn more about what you do and what you offer? Oh, wonderful. Well, my website is cervicalwellness.com and I'm also cervical wellness on Instagram. Um, I have lots of different free offerings available, like free introductory things, meditations, I have free trainings. I also have a book that I published called Informed, Aware, Empowered, A Self-Guided Journey to Clear Paps, which is um, a really comprehensive and easy to follow guide if you are experiencing HPV and cervical dysplasia, or just really want to reclaim your cervical health for your own. Um, that book is definitely for you. I have, um, you know, many online courses and one that I'm going to open enrollment for next is called the Cervical Wellness Online Masterclass Series. And this really is the most comprehensive program I have about the cervix, about cervical health, about the energetics of the cervix, how the cervix ties into our maternal lineage and healing our mother line, um, the dark goddess. I mean, we get really deep uh, with the cervix. So you can either buy the masterclasses as a series and join like the coaching program, or you can just buy them as a one-off thing. There are eight different ones. So yeah, um, come on over, come join me on cervicalwellness.com. I have a, um, a social network called Our Web of Healing, where if you sign up for the free offerings, you get to join this social network. It's, it's like a Facebook, but it's not Facebook, but it's like a whole network just for us. Um, it's like Amazing. actually the anti-Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah, I am really passionate about talking about these subjects and I love hearing stories and I love interconnecting people. There's women from all over the world in our web of healing. And um, yeah, there's just so many of us who are ready to dive deeper into you know, self-healing, our, our reproductive, whatever's happening. Amazing. You know, I, yeah, so come on over, join us. Thank you so much. I've loved, I've loved all of this. It's been beautiful. I do have one final question and it's a guest question that we ask all of our guests, a little bit of a change of topic. Um, but what are three guiding tips that you would give to your younger menstruating self that you now know about menstruation that you wish you knew when you started menstruating? Mm. Um. So the first one is it's okay to cancel plans and rearrange appointments on the first three days. <laughs> uh, 
it's okay to uh, not have anything inside the vaginal canal for those first three days. You don't have to wear a tampon. <laughs> and um, baths are like the ultimate remedy for any sort of period. Uh, any sort of period discomfort, take a bath, Danelle. Mm, I love yeah. that. I love that. They're really great tips. So thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> yeah. Janelle, this has been such a pleasure. Um, thank you for dedicating this time. I'm so grateful and I'm sure that all of our beautiful audience listening are also equally as grateful, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast everything we mentioned in today's episode you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast until next time beautiful get connected listen to your body and remember body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle 